Christian values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Can you, is it possible that you can have your feet in two boats more often than you want to admit? In this case, I do. Um, I am an American before I am anything else. I'm an American and inner Arizonan before I'm anything else. My political leanings, you know what I mean? I, I just, along with my faith, it, it's who I am. It identifies. It, so I will sacrifice a lot of different things that I will not sacrifice um, when it comes to my faith, when it comes to my country. I'm an American first. I'm going to side with Americans first. I want to see every American held in captivity in hostile countries like Russia freed. And I am absolutely thrilled and happy for the Griner family and all the friends of Brittany Griner that she is home and that she is safe back in the States. As an American, I celebrate that. But you have to start asking the questions about what the trade was. Because, and it, you know, I, I made some jokes yesterday about trades, but you have to be able to walk away from any deal. Whatever it is. And everything's a trade. Even when you're buying something, you're trading money for whatever it is you're buying. When you walk into a car dealership, and I, I, I'm, I hate making this analogy with human life, but when you walk into a car dealership, you tell yourself in your mind, I'm walking away. They have to know that you will get up and walk out. No, I, you're not roping me into some. No, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. And you have to know how to make the best deal for yourself when you're negotiating a contract. You know, I work on a contract and there there's a time where you have to know how far you can push what you think is fair and what you're willing to settle for based on all of the things around you. Um, you know, I, I work at a company I love. They know I love it here. Um, and, and so there's a lot of things that I am willing to, to talk about and compromise on and work around because I like the people I work with. I love what I do. Um, do I think, and I will, this is just my opinion, I think the White House gave up way too much in this battle, not because Brittany Griner isn't important, not because she is, it, no, she's a human being and she's an American. But the trade-off, what would the Russians really have been willing to, to do? They have been trying to get this guy known as the Merchant of Death, this, this uh, Victor Boot. They have been trying to get him for forever, forever. They've been trying to get this guy back into Russia. They have two assets that are – and I say that respectfully. They have two people or had two people, Americans, that they knew were big bargaining chips for them. And one of them was a former United States Marine, and the other one is Brittany Griner, a, and a professional athlete and a celebrity in the U.S. She had the support of celebrities. She had the support of a lot of people out there that wanted – Wanted her free Britney. And so there is a lot of political pressure that comes with that. And Vladimir Putin knows it. So he had a lot to bargain with. But when you look at a guy that was trying, was an arms dealer, the guy was born in Tajikistan. He moved to the United Arab Emirates and started a company, a cargo company. With that cargo company, he um, expanded and became an arms dealer. He was selling arms all over the world. He was selling arms to terrorist organizations. And um, so when you do something like that and you are part of murdering around the world, and I, I know this is a little bit of a, a slap, and I, I guess it's a little sarcasm, but I want you to think about this. We have a United States president who's doing everything he can to take the guns out of the hands of Americans, assault weapons, so to speak, out of the hands of Americans, and he just traded for a guy that made his living selling those weapons all over the world. That is a part of this. That is a part of this. 
If you are going to trade that guy back to the Russians, if you are going to put him back out there, when a lot of people and the, the speculation and the questions have been asked now, will he go back to his previous life? Have we just unleashed a terrorist on the world? And you compare that to what Brittany Griner did. Brittany Griner had cannabis in Russia. So you compare those two. And it's not even close. You've also got a guy. So let's go with the convictions. And I, I believe it's trumped up charges. I don't believe a nine-year sentence for Brittany Griner was fair. Most people in the world wouldn't think that was a fair sentence. And I don't think most people in the world believe if that had been a Russian citizen with that amount of cannabis that they'd have gotten a nine-year hard labor sentence. There was politics attached to that, certainly. But the American Paul Whelan, who was convicted, is convicted of espionage. Now, trumped up charges absolutely in the minds of most that he is there on Trump up charges, but his conviction is for spying and espionage. That's a lot more close to a fair trade for someone who is a convicted arms dealer. And that's where the questions lie. When I say two feet and two boats, why can't we have both conversations? That to me is what you're supposed to do. Did we give up too much? Did we give up too easily? Now, for the Griner family, no. For the Griner family, this was exactly what needed to happen and by any means necessary, get Brittany Griner home. But the Whalen family has a right to feel that way, as does any American family that has someone captive in a, in a hostile country like Russia. Vladimir Putin hates the U.S. He always has and he always will. And so to so not getting the best deal for the U.S. because this will all be propagandized. This will all be used for propaganda in Russia that we traded a basketball player for an arms dealer. Vladimir Putin looks like a hero at a time where he is not looking very heroic in his country. He is. This is a political victory for him at a time where he doesn't have many victories right now. Absolutely a political victory. So having to explain, and I don't mind explaining it, but having to explain, I think it's necessary sometimes where your mind is coming from. I can question if we gave up too much in this trade and say at the same time, I am very happy that another American is home. I don't agree with Brittany Griner with a lot of things that she has done. I, I don't agree with a lot of stuff, but that doesn't change that she's an American. So, yes, I want her to be home. She deserves to be home. I'm anxious to see what she says to the world. I, I want to know what she's going to say about Russia. I can't wait to hear what she's going to say about America now that she's home. You know, most of us, if this would have happened to us when we got off that airplane, the first thing we would have done is kissed, kissed the tarmac, kiss American earth, American soil. Um, will she have that attitude now? Will she have changed her mind about some of her political leanings? And I don't mean Democrat, Republican. I mean her attitude toward the flag and attitude toward some things. And I don't know the answer to that. I'm anxious to hear what they are. And what will they say in a statement? They made um, – her wife said some pretty smart things, I believe, and, and I'm, I think – I believe she meant them about the Wayland family and about their desire to make sure that he is brought back safely as well, that he needs to be next. And I, you know, I believe they were, they were sincere, but I want to hear Brittany Griner talk about it. She is going to be a household name now, and uh, she is going to be the face of some things that she wasn't before. And I want to see how she handles that, and I hope she handles it in the right way. Um, 
What we're going to do in a moment, we do it every day at 1120. It's called Did You Hear This? It's how we catch you up on the biggest news stories of the day. And there have been a lot of them. So please stick around. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, you better be stretched out. This one's going to go fast. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Arizona senior Senator Kirsten Cinema announced she is registering as an independent. She explained her decision with Arizona's Morning News. I think it's a reflection of the values that most Arizonans hold. We don't fit neatly in one partisan box or the other. And we, we certainly don't like being told that we have to think a certain way or behave a certain way or act a certain way. We are independent. That's who we've always been. What is your reaction to her switching parties? Um, I, I, I was surprised that it happened this morning, um, but she is surprised me since she won the Senate seat. As I said earlier, I've been apologizing for a while because when she ran saying she was going to be independent, just like Arizona, uh, I didn't believe that. I thought that it was a campaign slogan, but I thought that she was going to toe the party line. And I've been completely wrong about her on some key issues. She has moved away from her party. But I also, and I don't know this, I haven't had a conversation with her, but I also would guess that the way her party has treated her had to play a little bit of a role in this. She is independent-minded. She is someone that is very strong-willed. She's a smart woman that's very, very charismatic. And uh, when the party censured her because she stood up and said, I think ending the filibuster is wrong, I think that when the way they responded to her and the way they have ostracized her probably helped her in this decision. I'm anxious to see how it plays out for her long term. Election lawyer and former state elections director Eric Spencer spoke about Senator Cinema's requirements to run for re-election in 2024. She luckily gets to skip the primary and she gets to go directly to the general election ballot. She has to collect all of these signatures under the same time constraints as the folks that will appear in the primary. Do you think she will earn the signatures necessary to make the 2024 ballot? I absolutely do. Again, I just said a few moments ago, she's a very smart woman and she is that. Whether you agree with what she did or didn't, don't agree with what she did. She is a smart woman and there is no way on this earth if she's considering re-election that she wouldn't have already considered all of these things and what it was going to change. One of them being the number of signatures she has to gather. Uh, She has considered it. She knows that she'd be able to get it done. Whether she wins the election or not, she definitely will get on the ballot. She's made all those considerations before she made this decision. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the big headlines. David Whelan spoke to ABC News this morning about the unknown of what it will take to bring his brother home. Uh, They have always wanted from day one back in uh, uh, December 28th, 2018, to extort something from the U.S. government. Uh, But it has not been clear recently what they want any longer. Uh, And so the U.S. government is going to have to figure that out. And we will continue to support Paul as long as uh, as long as we can. What sort of exchange do you think Russia is looking for? I have, you know, again, if 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 they uh, if this guy that we relinquished, if this guy, the the merchant of death, this uh, this Victor Boot wasn't a big enough prize, I can't possibly think of what they want to get out of this. So I have no idea what Vladimir Putin would be willing to, uh, to to take in exchange. But now what they do know is that the political pressure on the Biden administration to get this man home is bigger than ever, which means the Biden administration may be willing to give up more than ever to make this deal happen. We'll see. 
Brittany Griner's agent released a statement and talked about the We Are BG organization, an effort to raise awareness and bring her hope. He said, and I quote, We Are BG will endure as a coalition to advocate for Americans to be returned home. And it goes on to list 13 names of Americans still in other countries. How could this coalition help to raise attention for those still abroad and wrongly imprisoned like Paul Whelan? I think that what, what she could do, and I hopefully that she will, that's why I said I'm anxious to hear what Brittany Griner is going to do when she starts, when she gets home. If she starts using the notoriety that she has gained from this, if she goes out and starts speaking out on American television and international television about what happened to her and how it shouldn't happen to anybody else, and she starts saying out loud the names of these 13 Americans over and over again, if she is the one that keeps that awareness out in the public eye, this could be the silver lining around this cloud for her is that she was able to take what was a terrible situation for her and her family and turn it into some good for these other families. And hopefully that's what she's going to do. Great job, Julia, this week and and today, as always, uh, with with Did You Hear This? We'll do it again on Monday. Um, It is uh, – it's it's something that's fascinating. I got a bunch of stuff that I'm going to get to when it comes to Senator Sinema in just a few moments. Eric Spencer's talked to us. who was an election attorney. There's some words from Senator Sinema as she was on Arizona's Morning News this morning. Um, And this afternoon, she's going to be live with Gatos and Chad at 2 o'clock, I believe. So you're going to want to listen to the interview. Um, but Senator Cinema, it, it, it's an interesting thing that's going on right now. Um, and until you're involved, until you're entrenched in something, it, it, it is um, it's easy to speculate. But knowing what I know and limited what I know about Senator Cinema, knowing what I know about the party system in Arizona and how it works. And how people respond in leadership to things. As surprising as the announcement was this morning, I'm not that surprised as the day goes on. And uh, we're going to talk about some comparisons and comparisons that have been made about Senator Sinema now. What will this do to Washington? But more importantly, what is it going to do for you, the Arizona voter? In the words of the senator herself, I'll let you hear him next. values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. I want to thank you for being here for part of the day. Uh, We are excited about uh, so many things that are happening. Big news day here, so keep it locked to KTAR News. And I give you this information quite a bit, but download the KTAR News app if you haven't already. It is the only news app I have on my phone. It's not just the best one. It's the only one I use. And so if it's local, national, or international news, if it breaks, you're going to find out on the app. If it's happening on the website, it will give you a link. If it's happening on the air, you can listen live on your device, but download that KTAR News app. Big news day with Senator Kirsten Cinema making the announcement that she has left the Democratic Party and she is registering as an independent. In her own words, she says not much will change. I think this is very telling about Senator Cinema and what she says this does to her job. Arizonans know that I have always promised to be an independent voice for our state, and that's exactly what I've done. So I think, you know, today's announcement is just a natural extension of the work that I've been doing on behalf of Arizona for the last number of years in the United States Senate and before that in the U.S. House. So the the reality is, is not much has changed. Um, I'm going to keep doing what I do. And, uh, 
is she on the cutting edge of something? We have seen, I've been talking throughout the day on this, and I'm just kind of in my own mind. I don't, I'm not accusing her of being a politician here. I'm asking if she is on the cutting edge of something in her ideology, meaning this. We can be solid in our convictions, and I certainly am. I stick to my beliefs. If you disagree with them, I'll defend them. I'm not expecting to change your mind, but I'm hoping you'll respect that mine comes from an educated place and a good place in whatever it is I believe. And I think that Senator Cinema has done the same thing. I think in good faith, she said that uh, getting rid of the filibuster would be bad for the United States Senate and bad for the country, so she didn't support it. When her party came after her with both barrels, she stood her ground and she said, no, I'm not going to do it. Does that make her independent? It does to a certain degree because the pressures, if you don't understand the pressures within a political party, there are expectations. And and whether they're justified or not, there's an expectation that you are one of us, you you are here to do what we want. This is not what we align ourselves with. And when, when Senator Cinema stepped out of line, they censured her. They, they publicly rebuked her. Um, and I think that probably leads a little bit to this decision. But I but what I think also helps lead to these decisions, um, and, and again, I'm not trying to put words into the senator's mouth. I'm trying to, in my own mind, uh, wrap my arms around why she's doing what she's doing and what she's thinking. You, you have to look at the political landscape in Arizona. The political landscape in Arizona has changed in this. Arizonans, for as long as I've lived here, and it's the reason why I moved here, my first trip out here was in 1992, and I absolutely fell in love with Arizona and I had an opportunity to move here in 1995, and I jumped on it. In February 95, I packed up everything I owned in my pickup truck, and I moved to Arizona. And it is it is the best decision I ever made in my life. Arizonans are the perfect combination, in my mind, of being very opinionated, but a Allowing you to have yours. Now, there are exceptions. Go on social media. If you don't think like some people, they want to throw you out of town, um, especially if you claim to, uh, to identify with their political party, um, even if it's not theirs, it's theirs. And uh, you should be thrown out if you disagree with them on the issue that they believe is too important to not be able to disagree. But I think Senator Cinema has seen that the political landscape in Arizona is independent in its thinking in this way, that um, right isn't always right and left isn't always left, but there's a right is always right and wrong is always wrong. That you can be a staunch Democrat and every once in a while say, hey, I can I understand, you know, you're making sense with what you're saying. I have a friend. uh, We've been friends for a long time. Um, Her name is Laura. I have a great amount of respect for her. She is one of the funniest people, smartest people I've ever worked with. And she's terrific. And um She's an independent, but she leans left. And we've had a lot of conversations where I've made sense to her or she's made sense to me. But through it all, and we have arguments about things, we have mutual respect. But it's because we know each other. And so when you don't know someone, you can jump to conclusions. But I think Senator Cinema is seeing that there are so many people in Arizona that believe we want the right things to get done. We have to work together. We are sick of the fighting. We're sick of watching Republicans and Democrats fight like the Hatfields and McCoys. We are sick and tired of watching the Republicans fight within their party. The Democrats tear each other apart. We're sick of it. We just we're going to vote. We're going to stay involved. But I'm not joining your club. I don't want to join your club. I'm not going to your meetings. I'm not voting for your slate. I'm going to vote for the candidates that you run that I approve of and the ideas. I'll vote for the things that you put out there that I approve of. But if I don't approve, I'm not a part of your team. So don't get mad at me. I'm going to do what I want. 
And if that's the if, if if that is the vein that Senator Cinema is looking for, I think that she is maybe on the on the cutting edge of what's happening. The number one voter demographic as of right now is independent voters in Maricopa County, and it's the fastest growing statewide. It is the second biggest. Republicans statewide have the number one voting demographic. Then it's independent voters. This is the statewide numbers, and then third is the Democratic Party. So when the senator says not much is going to change, I promise to be independent. The one thing I would say that um, I, I owed the senator an apology for was I didn't believe her. I thought it was a campaign slogan only, and then she would vote party line. That she would tow the party line. If you look at her voting record, she has, for the most part, voted with the left. But she is well-respected in the business community. And when it comes to taxation and being business-friendly, she has got a great rapport with the um, – with the Chamber of Commerce, statewide Chamber of Commerce, for the things that she's done for business and industry in Arizona. And uh, she is, you know, when it comes to the decision she made about the filibuster, she walked across party lines. And so what this means for Arizona, we're, we're going to find out. Um, so th- this is it, – it's so funny. Um, th- uh, she says here this comment this morning in Arizona's Morning News, she talks about partisan politics. So Arizonans can expect me to stay focused on the work and to leave the partisan punditry to others, which, as you guys both know, is what I've done for years. I just don't engage in the partisan bickering, the gotcha politics, the tit for tat on Twitter. I ignore all of that and leave it to others. And, you know, I wish I could say the same thing. I don't. I get involved in the little wrestling matches on Twitter and otherwise. But it is an interesting thing that's happening, and we'll see, because she has made a national name for herself. No one, I don't think anybody outside, probably outside of her inner circle, saw this coming. Um, But when you hear it, it kind of makes sense. There have been some very successful independent people in the United States Senate, and, and one of them is Bernie Sanders. Now, he is different because he is far to the left of her in all areas as a self-affirmed socialist uh she is a socialist but or i'm sorry he is a socialist not not senator cinema but what about joe lieberman joe lieberman is someone that has been nationally recognized was was talked about as being a possible running mate um but an independent and so uh, we know that there has been some success in this country in doing this. Will she have that kind of success with the voters in Arizona? And that remains to be seen. How does she message? What? How does she vote? How does she explain her vote? Um, who does she bring with her when she's voting? What I mean by that is wh- who is she talking to in Arizona and saying, this is why I'm voting this way? I under- Can she point at a group and say, I can understand why you disagree with this decision, but it is the decision I'm making and this is why and say to the other people at another time uh, this is why I'm on your side on this one and I may not be next time but you're making a lot of sense and that's why I'm voting this way will she win over voters we'll see this is going to be an interesting time in Arizona politics that is for sure before we close out the show we're going to go back to a topic that I, I mentioned earlier there is a group now that is called Black Guns Matter why is it important we'll talk about that coming up in just a few moments Oh, 
strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much uh, for being here. Trying to understand each other, trying to bridge gaps, trying to build bridges. I know that all sounds uh, like um, hyperbole, but I promise you it isn't. If we can reach a mutual understanding and have mutual respect on one issue, it can give you respect in trying to reach across on other issues. And, and I want to get to this one. This one has to do with firearms. I'm going to read a statement to you. This is from uh, uh, Councilwoman Yasmin Ansari with the uh, Phoenix City Council, who uh, they have pulled an agenda item. It is state law in Arizona that when you confiscate firearms, that they have to be sold to um, – uh, legal gun owners in the state of Arizona. And and the councilwoman doesn't want to do that and said she's not. She said, I'm voting no. It's a no-brainer. We should not be profiting off weapons that may have been used in murders. It's disrespectful to victims and puts more lives at risk. So let's start there. Uh, so I, I, I mean this respectfully. This is a part of the process of, uh, well, I guess I, the process of processing a conversation and a question. Um, it, let's use that analogy. If you would never resell a firearm that may have been used in a crime because it's disrespectful to the victims, would you resell an automobile that's been confiscated that was in a horrible accident? You know, if if it was in a hit and run. And I'm not being sarcastic. I mean that sincerely. The principle of saying it was used in a bad way, it was used for something bad, therefore, if we resell it. And it's so that's absolutely, in my opinion, an absurd idea. Um, she also argued that the sale of these firearms, which is required by state law, contradicts Phoenix efforts to reduce gun violence. Again, let's go back to the vehicle analogy. If we resell a vehicle, that has been taken in forfeiture for whatever reason, and we sell it to the community, are we um, increasing global warming or climate change, whatever they call it now? Uh, What happens if somebody that bought one of those cars from the city uh, then goes out and and gets a DUI and gets in a horrible crash? All of these questions, that mean you shouldn't sell the vehicle. This is specifically anti-firearm. When you plug the same ideology into something else, it doesn't make much sense. And I want to, this is where it crosses a bridge for me. There is an organization that was started by an activist. It's called Black Guns Matter. And here's a quote. Um, the activist said, Black Lives, we always hear, uh, we get tired of hearing people's endless chanting of Black Lives Matter, but saying nothing when it comes time for black people to defend their lives. Um, this person carries a gun everywhere they go, so this is my human right. If anybody wants to come chase me down about that, let's go to court. He encourages others to arm themselves, especially people who live in high-crime neighborhoods. I point out that means he wants more guns in places where there are already more shootings. That's the point, he says. The only thing that's going to stop evil are good, solid people strong enough to stop them. He sells T-shirts with the slogan, make criminals afraid again. Criminals should be deathly afraid. If you're robbing people and carjacking, if you want to know that we're going to arm our community to deal with you very, very properly. And, you know, none of us want shootouts in the streets. But the violence doesn't stop when innocent people, when innocent people lose their uh, right to carry a firearm. I would say the opposite happens. And uh, I think he's right. And this is where 
you start hearing about people coming together from different communities with a common good and a common cause. And he says, listen, this is somebody from a perspective of being African-American. We hear Black Lives Matter all the time, but then when someone like me stands up and says, I own guns to defend myself because my life matters, people don't want to hear that. And he's encouraging people in bad neighborhoods, arm yourself. These criminals in our neighborhoods not only need to be afraid of the police, they need to be afraid of us. They need to understand. You know, the last thing, I don't ever want to get into a shootout. I don't. I never want to get involved in a shootout. But I want anybody, any criminal to understand, if you cross a line with me and put me in a situation to protect my life for the people I love, I will do it without reservation. Don't put me in that position. Don't force me to do it. And that sends a message. I just thought it was compelling a compelling story. If you want to check it out, it's on the Daily Caller uh, website. We're just about out of time. Now is a great time to kind of let you know how you can reach us over the weekend. Keep in touch. We'll be out at the zoo tomorrow putting up lots of pictures. At Broomhead KTAR is where you find me on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter account. At Broomhead Show updates you on what we're doing on the show, guests and otherwise. And Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram is how you can reach me. We'll be posting pictures from our Red and Blue Day at the zoo tomorrow. Uh, a lot of things going on there, and a big thank you to the Wildlife World Zoo. Back to give you an update on how that went on Monday. Our Monday show starts usually or just after 8 o'clock. I hope you can join us. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday, everyone. God bless.